What's going on, guys? Here another episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. Actually, we are here in episode nine, catching up with the Dogs Basketball Podcast. That has ten. Here we are at nine for this. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by my co-host, as always, Noah Lurch. What's going on, Noah, on this Tuesday, August 3rd? It is officially football season. Here we are. Fall camp is beginning. Let's get it going. Had some good topics today. We got big news Saturday from a new commitment. Can't can't wait. Let's get her going. Let's get her going, yeah. And as we know, the last pod we had on episode 8 was pretty busy. This one, as we could say, as we are less than a month now from SEMO at SEMO on September 2nd in a game we continue to say that we will be attending. We hope a lot of other SIU fans do as well. You're right. Uh, we were working on Saturday. We knew that the news was going to break that day, and it finally did. Noah, Jalen Banks, three-star, is headed to the Salukis. Let's get into him, Noah. This is, this is another huge, just as big as Jenny Lansing, I think, both sides of the football, Jam the Banks, huge. As we know, the football football always starts up front in the trenches. Yeah, Jalen Banks, a 6'4", 270-pound defensive lineman. He's a three-star. He is at a Lutheran North as well. So, Mr. Brown, our first commit of 2022, continues to do work. Our coaching staff continues to do work in the St. Louis area. We are doing a great job up there, but this guy, he's going to come in, work. After this, he's going to have a good senior season. He had offers from Iowa State, Kansas, Memphis, Minnesota. So he lands in Southern Illinois. I'm not sure if those are like official, official offers, but um, having those teams like that in on you still, no matter if they're non-committable or not, those are big-name schools. Yeah, you're not wrong, and uh, we had a feeling that this was going to drop, as we mentioned, his teammate, Brian Brown, is already committed to SIU, and we're thinking maybe their running back will commit at some point soon as well. What's his name? Jalen Carson. Jalen Carson. He's a pretty solid player as well. It'll be cool to get all those guys in here. I'm sure they're all friends. Uh, So all the word that Jalen and Brian can get to the other Jalen that there could be some potential there. He's perfect size. Noah, he's uh, how big did you say he was? Who, Jalen Banks? Jalen Banks. 6'4", 270. Huge. I mean, that's perfect defensive line size. As we know, we'll be graduating a lot of defensive linemen this year. So we know Jalen's going to show out in his senior season and get ready to go when uh, the next fall season begins. Uh, As we know, uh, the depth that we have right now, Mostly are all, and we're going to play a video that Nick Hill had with uh, Mike Reese here shortly that he mentioned the depth that we need, but that just reminds us how um, the mainly the defensive line guys that we got coming in are one year, you know, here for like the, the Glacians, the Fox Wirtz, and then you got like Jawan Blankenship. This is his last year too. So it's just, it's just huge getting somebody like this to fill in, whether he comes in, like we said with Jimmy, comes in and, and uh, you know, plays and has an impact right away as a freshman that there's a good shot, especially if you're they're, they're this high quality of a recruit. You're right. It's an unbelievable job by our team or by our guys and finding all these dudes and, you know, setting the, setting the table, for lack of a better term, in terms of just convincing these guys. And that's just what recruiting is all about. So we'll get to what Nick has to say here in a second. Uh, huge. Jamie Banks, welcome in. So, yeah. Uh, Nick Hill did talk with uh, Mike Reese 
when was it? Was it today or was it yesterday or is it just now getting posted today? Was it, it was today? it was posted today by Mike Reese himself. Right. And as we know, camp is starting up today. A lot of the players uh, tweeted about it. We'll get to that later on. But yeah, Nick Hill talked with Mike at a, a close to a six minute video. We will play the whole video for you guys. So hopefully you'll be able to hear it all. We know you can see it on the link that we retweeted. We want to get that in because we don't want to sell Nick Hill short on anything he says by paraphrasing in our own words because it's, it's pretty good stuff. So here we go. A couple of minutes on last spring first. Uh, it seems to me that, you know, playing games through the pandemic, uh, through two, two opponents quitting, um, and most importantly winning and making the playoffs for the first time since 2009, did more for Saluki football than maybe any normal season could. Would you agree that it was that important of a season? Well, it was definitely important um, how it all played out. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, looking back, it had a huge impact on our program and our team and the players that were able to experience that, uh, our fan base, you know, just generating some excitement about Saluki football. We, we needed that. and. Uh, you know, going back to kind of building off of the uh, finish of 2019, where we were five and one, and then, you know, um, getting snubbed uh, out of the playoffs, or however you want to put that, and then having such a long time off, I felt like just, uh, yeah, how it all came together, and then, you know, obviously those last, the last, uh, it might not even play out that way unless those play those teams opt out, you know, or don't don't play, or how it all came about. You know, looking back, it all came together. But we didn't finish. It could have been even more, and that's what I, I've told our team, you know, and they feel that too. If uh, the chip on our shoulder is just not a, or it isn't as big now, then we got the wrong guys. You know, we, we've if you didn't get in that locker room in South Dakota State with just a. a feeling like you've been punched in the gut just like you did when you walked up the stairs from seeing your name not go on the video board and making the playoffs then we'll never get over that hump to go win a national championship if that's what we're really chasing and so I think we have a team that does that there should be no complacency and we've got to that's what's cool about football and sports you got to start all over you know we got 32 new guys that are on this team that were not on the team 92 days ago when we got beat by South Dakota State. And so that's a lot of guys that have to get entrenched and get going. So I'm fired up to get going. Did that season come at the right time for you personally, not just to show you can take a team to the playoffs, but also an important part of your job now is fundraising. And so there's a buzz about what happened in the spring, and, and those things had to be right timing for you personally. Yeah, no, it, it – uh, of course. I mean, it's a lot easier to um, get your fan base and donors and past players, you know, all, all of those excited when you're winning you know, and you're playing on TV and you're, uh, you know, guys want to come back and watch big games and, and that's part of it. And I, I get that. So yeah, definitely um, in a time of uh, coming out of uh, COVID and a, uh, pandemic and we've got to raise some money and, and we want to keep our program where we're at, then yeah, we, we needed, uh, needed to be winning. As you say, you last played 92 days ago as you start to uh, practice. What worries you most about the quick turnaround? I, I don't think we know as far as, uh, you know, they're 
the health and um, or just staying healthy, like long long term. We'll be ready to go for training camp. These guys are, you know, you turn around and, and start spring ball pretty quick. You know, some some FBS schools will play in a New Year's Day game and then they're starting spring ball three weeks later at the end of January. You know, and you're they're going, but I think we've got to look at other sports, the NFL, long seasons, uh, maybe even the NBA and the soft tissue. Like, I want to make sure we're doing a good job of being ready to go in the quarterfinals if, if we get there in the end of the season, not just, hey, are we fresh and ready to go for SEMO. We will be that. It's just how we're uh, taking care of their bodies and, and practicing smart and being able to to last and it's going to take 15 games so it's another it's a long season and no it's not anybody you can call hey how'd you do it when you went through that last time what'd you think what would you do different so we kind of have to get it right on this first go around and uh so there's a lot of unknowns in that and you have enough depth to handle when it's not right, right? yeah you got you have to and that's the way we tried to recruit and add some of these guys knowing that it's going to take a lot of people it's going to take depth uh, we're not out of the pandemic, you know, the, uh, not only are you going to battle the, the natural uh, injuries of a season that you're going to occur any year uh, at different positions and, and things that you got to have depth, but also COVID and ca- contact tracing and people are out. And so you got to have a team. Uh, I do feel good about our depth. I mean, heck, even the, the, the older depth, we've got good young depth, but uh We've got 45 guys that have uh, either are in their fourth, fifth, or sixth year of football, which is I don't know if that'll ever happen. That might be the oldest team in the country. You know, we have 17 sixth-year guys, and uh, and then fifth-year guys. I mean, we have 15 of those. So usually you're like, if you have 15 fifth-year seniors, that's an incredibly old team, you know. But we have so now we have 32 fifth and sixth-year seniors, which is just uh, incredible. So that, that, uh, maturity and, and, uh, you know, playing experience and, uh, all of that is definitely going to have to trickle through our team and we're going to have to rely on that. Dan Noah right there. I think we should begin with that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about everything that he mentioned, but, uh, that sticks out right there is this, the guys that will have been here, 45 fourth, fifth, and sixth year guys, 15 fifth year, and 17 of those sixth year. That's pretty incredible. That just knows that just shows a lot of people used to redshirt before, which, as we know, because we'll look to see at some people on the roster that seem like they've been here for forever and it says they're third year freshmen. Like you, some of that stuff is just crazy. That was before the pandemic. The pandemic adds another year. He's right. We might be the oldest team in the country. You won't find many of that. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I was uh I was looking into the roster a couple of days ago and just looking at the team. I think I counted 17, 18 seniors alone, not just juniors that have been there five years already, but guys like Avante Cox is their fourth or fifth year, but he's only a junior. Just things like that with the pandemic and the extra year, everything. We're experienced, and it's, the depth is key, like he said, and just to – put in perspective if you just lose those 18 seniors there could be other guys who leave too so if all the say 40 if you if you lose 40 players that's your team right there but most of them won't leave but you're looking at maybe 25 guys leaving the team after this year yeah and he um 
and he mentions the depth because we talk about how much or how uh, much depth we have right now. And he says that obviously you have to have it because uh, not only with that, the pandemic still here that you're going to have contact tracing. A lot of people probably will miss games. Like that, that's that side of it. Not even, not only with injuries. So he knows that he said they recruited towards this depth and it's showing because whenever we went over our depth chart, we might go over it again right as soon as the season starts, but we thought we were a little thin on edge rusher. This is just our, like, what we think. You know, this isn't, we're not part of the team. You know, the coaches know who they're going to play and how deep they are at those positions more than we do. That's just what we're going by strict position. Like we said, there's going to be a lot of versatility. A lot of players going to be playing out of position. So, yeah, he mentioned, I mean, they recruited, I mean, they're a heck of a recruiters anyway, and the fact that they're, they know they got to do it for depth purposes too, like, like bringing in the guys that they did, those guys that are going to be here for this one season, along with knowing that you could have had guys like Tylen Driver and uh, other names are mistake, mistaken, you know, Dante Cleveland. Like those guys probably could start. It's just the fact that they know bringing in experienced guys that have been here that had played through the COVID year last year, like Glacian, who was his dang defensive player of the year. Like those guys that have already played through it and, you know, just – like you said, experience, you need experience and depth. And that's what we've been preaching about this entire time. And he uh, hit the nail on the coffin there for that. Uh, what else did he mention? He meant at the beginning, because he mentioned uh, the teams that canceled on him. He's right. Cause if Western Illinois doesn't cancel, let's say we kill him. Cause we thought that we could have maybe got in with wins like that because we had the amount of wins, but uh you know, it might have been destiny because if those games don't, but we get a team like Southeast Louisiana, who obviously we wouldn't have played, that if they would have beat us, would have got in too. They would have been the last team in too. So it's like, would you rather play an Illinois State or Western Illinois or play Southeast, even though it was a barn burner, you still won, and that's how you got in. Like, would you would people have rather done that than have the game that obviously, like, set in stone you getting in? Like, it's – and we thought we were on the fence anyway too, and he mentioned – um getting left out and said so that ship kind of, you know, it's kind of, you're moving on from it, but it's still there. And that, you know, you want to, you mentioned the word sustain all the time though. It's sustaining every single thing. Yeah. Sustaining is the key to building a strong program and uh, winning football games and things like that. Playing Southeast is a big, I playing competition like that helps you, sees you on a bigger stage and playing teams like that just, the playoff run really helped this team getting these guys that's coming in like Kevin Glacian and D Foxworth and getting guys like that every year, potentially now coming in to help this team to build depth. Like we said, we're going to, we're going to maybe we can go back to the rotate every four, every couple plays, a whole new defensive line. Hockey sub. Yeah. Hockey subs. We can just keep them going Depth is key. Even if we probably needed to, if we wanted to keep some offense alignment fresh, we could rotate some at some point like that. Just keeping guys fresh, like we've been talking about. We have a four-headed monster at running back now. Five of you cop count Robert Jones, who's coming in. He'll be a freshman again this year, his second year. Guys like that, just things like that. The depth is key. This team is built for success, and we can't wait till the season gets here. Yeah, I know, and that's what we meant. We talked earlier because you mentioned the four-headed monster that uh, Javon. That we're thinking that this might be the once adding Donovan Spencer, and I know a lot of these guys can line up wide in a lot of different sets, 
in formations, but we're thinking this might be the year that Javon legit plays every single thing. Like he's not, he might not be, he might end up being an All-American overall, but he, you wouldn't see him as that for the, being a running back. Like Sam Herter, who we'll get to another one of his position rankings here in a little bit, that he's that on his running back, he had him at 12th. So it's like I don't, we're thinking that Javon might like he'll like be on the goal line and stuff like that, but he won't be used as much as a running back. We don't think because of that depth. And you also mentioned the uh, offensive line. You're right because injuries can happen there. And you mentioned subs, and I, I'm not sure how often they would do it for that. But you're right, like the Ethan Tylers and all these other guys coming in. I mean, we could go over them again if you have it in front of you, like the guys that we think. Because uh, who who um, go through if you have it in front of you the depth chart. Uh, who are some other guys? Jimmy Wormsley, like guys like that, and then Tyler. Like, uh, who are some other offensive line we got coming with us? Juco or like guys who sat out that are able to play? We think we can do that offensive line. Not sure if they will, but what's the depth look like there? Yeah, we can. Uh, starting, we have Bo. Well, we what we think will be Bo Brannion, Xavion, Calvin Francis, Chase Evans, and Lucas Davis. Yeah, the same line that ended. The yeah, same line minus Matt Chimileski, who Evans slides in for him. But like you said, Jimmy Wormsley's there. Derek Harden Jr., Abdul Turay's there. Just Jake Green's there. We have guys. We have depth, and we even brought in some other guys. Just if we if we needed to, we could slide in some guys here and there just to see how it works. But, yeah, back to Javon. Javon, I think he'll just be like maybe more of a – he'll be the wildcat guy, the double – the option kind of guy bring him in there and use the the Romiers, the donovan spitzers the justin strongs for the other stuff keep him more fresh keep him more able but if, if we need him we know he can do it all so it doesn't matter he knows we know he's a team player he'll do whatever it takes so a lot of depth on this team. It's going to be very interesting. Even in the wide receiver position, you look at that position, you just have depth everywhere. So it's going to be key, like Nick said. We're not out of this pandemic yet, but I believe this team will get to the 85% or whatever it has to be to before the season starts or whatever their goal is. And we know how this team – last year we didn't have any problems with COVID. So it's good to see. We know that they'll do their best again, and then we know it's – out of our control. So this team's going to be really fun to watch this year. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's kind of like how people have been saying with the NBA, like the healthiest team will win it all. And that's what we're thinking. The healthiest or the deepest team will win the championship in the FCS. We're, we're lacking our depth against anyone else. And just another quick thing on Javon, you could argue that he could, he could be, because we mentioned his versatility of doing everything this season with our depth at running back, that he could honestly be our backup quarterback. We know how many times that he dropped back, and not even the Wildcat, but he dropped back and made those – he's a big, deep throw guy who's always trying to find Avontae or Landon downfield. I think that – who knows? I'm so excited to see what we unleash on SEMO because that could very well be a thing as well. We know, honestly, with Lindauer coming in, uh, you know – whether he'll be the second string right away, we just think so because he's coming from Cincinnati. But Nick Baker, if he's healthy, I'm thinking he's right there. And we mentioned Stone Norton and stuff like that. So obviously we know Lebanowitz is our starter, but there's going to be so much options to do. and it, It's unbelievable, really. So as we mentioned, the deepest and uh, healthiest team will win it all in the end. We're liking our chances for and everything in that facet. 
Janelle Noah moving on. Uh, stats perform, let's see here. The stats perform FCS preseason All-America team uh, came out, what was it, yesterday. It's comprised of 120 players from 15 conferences and 60 schools. Uh, there are SIU players on this. So they pretty much, as I when no one and I were discussing, that it's arguably 90%. Obviously, we know it takes a full team to win, but it was 90% of uh, – our success this season, riding on these guys that are in their last and their final seasons, most of them. And on the on this first team, no, we know Avante was going to make this. He is honestly on the. If this is going by a depth chart, like one, two, three as receivers, that Avante's number one. That's pretty notable because obviously Jacob Harris from VMI and Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas, a lot of well-known guys. Avante is that perfect slot guy for if you were to build in the first team All-American. Yeah, he's that perfect guy. And if you look at that first team, it's all – there's one – besides Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas, majority senior. So, a lot of a lot of teams have fifth and sixth-year guys. So, that's going to be interesting to see. Guys like Cole Kelly is the quarterback on there. You have from North Dakota State, Cordell Volson, who's going to play in the NFL after this year. So, that's cool to see. Avante is – Looks like the number one guy on that list, so that's cool to see. Yeah, and he's the only Saluki, Avante's only Saluki on the first team. Uh, but the, what is this? This is, no, okay. Actually, on special teams, Javon found his way on this list only on special teams. AP, you have pump returner, kick returner, AP. All purpose. All purpose, okay. Javon is on here with a couple other seniors, Sacramento State, ETSU. It's kind of weird, as we mentioned. We don't know what his full team um, all over the place this year, so that all-purpose actually makes perfect sense. So he's on the first team as well. Second team, uh, I don't think we had anybody on the second team. Let me double-check here. Actually, Quay Brown made uh, – that's right. Quay Brown made uh, second team on defense, and then nobody else on special teams for us. Third team is where we have a couple. Uh, Zevion. Zevion Fulk runs on here for the third team. And then um, uh, James Caesar, who, as we mentioned before, seeing James on all these lists isn't surprising how good of a season he had. It's just the fact that he the only reason why it's not higher is because it was his first season back. And he's got people are probably thinking he's got to prove it again. He's on these lists, but even though in hindsight we think he might be uh, higher is because he's got to prove it again. We're thinking he will because he is cornerback one. Um, so no, that's it. I mean, that's, like I said, that's about 90% fully of what like our leaders and what the guys will rely on most in this season. When you say Quay, Caesar, Javon, Savion, and I forget anybody. I would like to know why not yes. a, neither Anthony Knight or Jordan Burner's on the list for defensive line. Yeah, you're right. We've mentioned, we'll get to Anthony here shortly that he had argue, he had the best uh, season out of any S, uh, SIU defensive lineman. But, yeah, Burner, in all the years Burner's been here, he arguably had his best, and he was moving all along the defensive line. So, yeah, I'd say it is surprising. You know, we have beef with a lot of these. And whatever list it was in the last pod or a couple pods ago, we had 13 of, um, you know, picks for whatever it was. So we're the deepest, we're the deepest best team in the FCS. That's plain and simple. I mean, we're proving that. So, yeah, we probably think we deserve a lot more people on here. But, oh, well. So, like I said, most important guys are on this list. 
and we'll get to some more stuff here shortly though but let's let's get this out of the way now any new interests or offers and we had a lot of have had a lot of visits lately with uh knowing yesterday about some of the players having their official offers that they posted about no yeah we have some uh, official offers we have some visits uh Going back from our last pod, uh, Miles Marshall, he he visited, but he also received an offer. He's a 6'5", 225-pound tight end out of Kansas City, Missouri. He has a 3.4 GTA, GPA, excuse me. Yeah, uh, outside linebacker, right? 6'5", 225, that's... So I'd say he's more of a tight end at 6'5". Don't see many 6'5". I mean, he could play the end. He, I guess he'd come slide at the end. He's got the build of a, definitely a pass-catching tight end. Because we know we have ties here. Jacob Garrett probably been moving on. So this is this is good to add more pass catchers. Yeah, then we had a visit from uh, Daniel Mora. He is a wide receiver slash DB. He, ha- he runs a 4.5 40-yard dash. He's six foot 175 from Franklin, Tennessee. So... He was in here visiting. We looks like his looks like he was here on Saturday. He posted, so that's good. Then um, get the official official offers. Miles Marshall. He told he what? I was just gonna uh, say real fast that uh, he had a Murray State offer. I think yesterday, and uh, another official offer. And the Murray State's in a lot of the guys were in. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, Miles had an official offer. Ryan Chanley, the second. He is an offensive lineman from Cherokee, Georgia. He got his official offer. Connor Lair, a linebacker from West Plains, Missouri, got his official offer, which I've seen he got his official offer from uh, Missouri State as well. Jalen Banks got his, so he is all in. Um, all in. All in. Grant Finley. He an athlete from St. Louis, Missouri, so another St. Louis guy at a Chaminade. He got his official offer as well. So I can update on us on a recruit we are out on. He committed to Eastern Michigan yesterday, Joshua Anderson. He was an offensive lineman from Westminster Christian Academy out of St. Louis. So he is headed to play in the FBS in the MAC. Yeah, these are a lot of uh, a lot of news, a lot of updates with this specific area. As we know, it's ever changing. It will we'll continue to have players that we, uh, you know, like we said, we over over the course of especially this 2021 that we miss either offers or stuff where we want to try to fix it, but we don't. But those kinds of players or any kind of player will be posting offers or visits that we'll be sure to have on our our Twitter. We'll retweet it and as well have it on our. Uh, Instagram, be sure to follow us, Dogs Podcast. We're trying to keep up with as much news as we can on our Instagram stories and posts. We, we sh- we'll be sure to post every time we post a podcast, we'll just post a screenshot of that podcast or find a way to do the link as well on there so you guys can view it. Um, and we also have our story highlights. So in case you guys, like you see our stories, but then you forget or uh, obviously it goes away after 24 hours. Uh, of our football or basketball offers or visits or anything or commits or any pods that you want to just remember yourself for. Those are also on our story highlights. Check those out. So again, dogs podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to give that a follow. Um, So yeah, that area of specific 
uh, we're hoping we land a lot of these guys. So as we know, it, it'll keep those will keep coming. So every pod we have, those will keep uh, being some topics. Uh, so there's a no on that. No, is that all you got for that? That is it for the recruiting side as of right now. Okay. And anything can happen as we're doing this pod. Any any kind of news or any anything else regarding that could come about. So we'll be sure to ever say breaking news if anything comes in. So moving on now, notice to a topic and a player that we got to not too long ago. Sam Herter, as we know, this, I said last time that the offensive line was probably his last uh, position rankings that we had to keep an eye on. But I completely forgot about the defensive line. He did come out with his defensive line returnees and his rankings. And we hoped, by God, that we were going to have a player in this. And we did. Noah Anthony Knighton was 21st on the list. We've mentioned Jordan Berner and the heck of a season that he had, why he wasn't on this. We do have some beef with that. He's worked worked so hard to be able to be noticed for stuff like that. And like we said, this isn't a make-or-break rankings that we discuss. It's just something to, to discuss, and we'll give our side of it. So, Noah, Anthony Knight in 21, we know the kind of spring season he had. He played in all, in all the 10 games at that defensive end. Uh, as we mentioned, he's pretty close to breaking the all-time sacks record. He'll probably do it this year. He only had one sack this past season. But SIU, uh, the defense in general, didn't have many as a team. He led all of SIU's defensive line with 35 tackles, though. He had a season-high eight with that once aforementioned sack at Youngstown. And that crazy game, he was second on the team in tackles for loss with five and a half. He batted down two passes with two QB hurries as well. As we mentioned, scary season is on the way for Anthony Knight, and this is his Final go round for especially obviously for a lot of these guys, but Anthony Knighton because he's been good ever since he's been here. Noah, right? That is correct. Ever since he's been here, he's been a terror for the opposing offense and quarterbacks. Um, Twenty-one is a little low for me, but that is acceptable. At least he's not forgotten off the list. Um, he's going to have a big year. Our defense of line was banged up last year. A lot of them played through some injuries, so that they gave him their full go. But just to look uh, like we did the other lists, who we will see, we uh, right above him is Spencer Wage from North Dakota State. We will see him. Caleb Sanders from South Dakota I don't think State. We play, North Dakota. we play North Dakota. We don't play North Dakota State. We'll see sure. him. Oh, you mean in that sense? Yeah, down the road. Yeah, we're hoping for sure. Uh, Caleb Sanders, South Dakota State. We will see him this year for sure since we get a rematch up there. Um at for at two, Jared Brinkman from Northern Iowa. He is a he was the defensive player of the year last year for the Missouri Valley. He is a NFL prospect, so he will. We play we'll, that. We'll be saying his name a lot in that game. Hopefully not. Xavion will take yeah, care. I think of it's him. inevitable, but Xavion will take care of him. So yeah, I mean Sam Houston, the reigning champs, have three in the top fourteen. So. That's pretty crazy. We know they'll be good again. Hopefully to see them down the road as well. So, yeah, as we Anthony Knight in 21, Jordan Burner should be on this list. So, like I said, hopefully this is the last time for good that we discuss Sam Herter and his rankings. Hopefully he's – I doubt that he's kept up with us. I know, I know we quote them and whether he sees them or not. He has never replied, but we're hoping that he sees our reactions and everyone that agrees. And if he, if he ever re- – remakes his list that he has more SIU players on there. So as we mentioned before, we'll just all these players will just prove him wrong and hopefully he uh, says how wrong he is during this season. So because hopefully all these uh, FCS national guys per se will be discussing SIU a lot this season. So 
there's that Noah. Um, as we today, actually, it was kind of, I mean, you could say breaking news because it came out today as a lot of things did because it's the start of camp that they discussed the home tickets for all these home games, Dayton, Illinois state, North Dakota, Missouri state, and Youngstown are all on sale. Now S slash tickets. Be sure to get those. Um, as no one I have discussed, we will be sure to make the Dayton and Illinois state games, the Dayton for sure at six o'clock under, under the lights. We'll be sure to make those. Uh, we'll probably buy our tickets at the window. We'll, we'll probably end up finding a way getting our tickets probably at the window. I doubt we get them beforehand, but you never know. I hope we can get in. If, it, if it's packed like we know it should be, then yeah, I guess you're right. We probably need to buy them ahead of time. So Hopefully they have maybe uh, some ticket packs. We can get home games, ticket packs or something like that. Or if, you, hey, if, you don't, if you're worried about – Big successful season coming, sellouts. Go ahead and call them over. They'll hook you up with season tickets. Bingo. And Suzuki Athletics quoted that two hours ago and said, skip the line and order online. It's the same price. As we know, so it's probably not a bad idea. Me being a former student, I used my ID even way after I graduated, and it worked out. Hopefully that's still the case. Nobody nobody telling me, all right? I might still try that. Who knows? Not sure how they change the IDs nowadays or if they change. I think my accounts expired. It expired in December. So other than that, I were definitely willing, obviously, to pay the 15 to $20. We noticed that it is more money for football than it is for basketball. About, what, 20 25 for football? And hey. No, it is a matter of saying it. Success will do that for you. Yeah, I, I would hope, honestly, that the prices would go up for that reason. You're right, but we don't want that to draw anybody away and say, oh, I'm not going to, but you're right. The success will, if it comes, everything else will fall into place as well. Mikel Calhoun, 20 minutes ago, posted a video that we retweeted from his junior season. Highlights. We discussed how important he is. They and, slept, uh, and I took it personal. A little shot at you. That's a little shot at you. You took him out of the starting lineup in, our de- in your depth chart. I did, because I honestly think Mikel could end up working his way to being an edge rusher. Because, no. because in terms of how the sideline to sideline ability of Mikel, he's a monster, especially uh, tackles for loss, but the Colby Coleman's, the Bryson Strong's, and the Bryson Otree. Mikel will work, and he'll, he'll play more than we think. I just didn't have him starting. That doesn't mean he's he won't be in the hockey subs like we've talked about. Strong sideline backup, Mikel Calhoun. If only we would do a 3-4. Can't. Whatever it is. Um no, he's a stud. He will find his way on the field for sure. But like I said, they don't – Bryson and Bryce led the team in tackles. They're not going to not start them, and they're not going to not start Colby Coleman. So that's where I thought Mikel was the odd man out, but he's going to find playing time. So not too worried about it. Moving on. Keep sleeping. I'm not sleeping on anybody. I'm just saying because he might have lost his spot. That is, that That might be facts, let alone not me bashing him. So – Moving on now, play uh, a lot of players tweeted about today's real quickly. Uh, this morning, the Panthers tweeted about Jeremy and how happy he was to have the pads on that he said it was officially football season. So shout out to Jeremy. We know they're all over. He's all over their account. He is the, arguably almost the face of that franchise outside of the main guys that we know of. So especially he's arguably the face of that team on defense. So 
Uh, a lot of the guys here, especially Donovan Spencer, said it's his last camp in my college career. Make it count. Heck yeah. Uh, James Caesar, last first day of fall camp. So all these guys kind of in their fields for this last camp of their careers. No, we know, as we've talked about multiple times, how important those two guys will be to our success this year. Yeah, I do know a day ago, Juwan Blankenship, who got hurt in the spring season, tweeted, exactly one more month today, the return is near. That's scary. Watch out for him. If he's healthy, he will dominate. As we saw last year, him being in there, the run up the middle is stopped. Once it went, once it, once he got hurt, it was a kind of a wide open hole most of the day. As I mentioned, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, arguably we could have got to the national title because of the fact that we got ran all over in those games, especially in the South Dakota State game, where we had the lead and they came back and won it. And obviously, we talked about the, the missed touchdown they missed for Javon and all that stuff. But a lot of things can happen, especially if you have incredible talent up the middle, as we know Jawan is. And I remember just one, dating back to the season, we were listening to when we were working, how many times we heard Jawan's name before he got hurt in those games. He, I mean, he was all he was making every single play on defense on these easy three and outs. He was he was stopping the run for sure. So he arguably is probably the the, the less talked about important player this upcoming season. So we're really looking forward to his presence on the front lines. A lot of other players are posting. We didn't want to get to this. Uh, a couple days ago, Jim Lansing, the father of Jimmy Lansing, uh, posted that him and Brian Brown, the new Salukis for 2022, got together and posed for a picture. Those might be – one might be the future court. We know Brian could play defensive back as well. One, the future quarterback, and then one, the future left tackle. One could be protecting the other – that was pretty cool to see, Noah, that he said, putting in that dead week work, elite football that uh, Mr. Coach is teaching players of all ages how to be their best on off the field, elite made youth to the NFL. That's elite football academy those two were at and took a picture. That's pretty cool, right, Noah? Yep, that's pretty cool to see our guys get together. Hopefully uh, there's uh, one more the next time. Maybe there'll be Jalen Banks be there and we keep adding that picture. You're right, and shout out to Jim for the post that we could put on all our platforms. Add Jim to an, another list of all the parents that we know love our accounts. So shout out to him and his mom, his mother as well. So there's that, Noah. Uh, a lot of the players, as we mentioned, are pretty pumped about camp starting up and how we are less than a month from the season. Uh, to end it here, Noah, let's discuss what we forgot to the last time about what uh, people can expect from our posts in regards to during the season. You know, basketball is a little different in terms of having a game every two or three days. Football will be every week. Obviously, we have a lot more leeway there. So probably, would you say, on Sundays, either Saturday nights or Sundays, we'll be sure to uh, go over the game that win or loss and we'll be sure to post that up either that night or the next day. Yeah, depending on where the when the game is or what time the game is, we'll try to do it if it's right after the game. Minus the Kansas State and the SEMO game, since we will be traveling to and there from. So that game right there. And those games will be pushed off pod-wise. Yeah, so that'll be the day Maybe after. SEMO. SEMO will be Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday. We can do it day after, but Kansas, Kansas State, State will be Monday. Monday which will be a rough time for us sleep schedule-wise, but we will be on top of that. We will give you get game updates throughout the game. We'll be tweeting them. But uh, before every game, we are gonna the day before, we're going to do a preview of the game, 
to talk about what we can expect from the team we are playing. We're going to try to do that before every game. So you're going to expect at least two pods from us a week, depending on some maybe some breaking news or something other than that. Two pods a week for football season, and once we get into basketball on our basketball podcast, we will ch- discuss a schedule when we get set there. Yeah, and, and we've talked about how dry basketball kind of is, even though we've had pods that football was going to catch up to it in the amounts of pods because how close we are to the season and how uh, nothing really going on with basketball outside of them working out, but outside of here and there interests or offers, not really much to make a, uh, a podcast for it. So that'll be probably pushed off a little bit, barring breaking news as we've talked about. So Or mailbags. Or mail, if we have an all-mailbag pod or some not. important mailbag pods. If you guys sure. have something to discuss, don't be afraid to comment, DM us. We know Mitchell from Marion is hot on it. He usually once a week DMs us. So if we can get more people like that, the more podcasts we can get out there, we can have all mailbags, all mailbag pods. We do not care. We will discuss whatever you guys want. If we miss something, let us know. We will discuss it. Yeah, so honestly, it might it might be all up to you guys on if we have more basketball or not. We'll, we'll keep supplying with football knowing how close it is. But basketball, it's up to you guys. If you guys, due to it being dry, if you guys want uh, questions answered, feel free to DM us and we'll have We'll be sure to shout you out and uh, discuss what you have us want to discuss. So there's that, Noah. Uh, as we mentioned, two a week for football. Cannot wait. We are so excited for the SEMO game. We always love making trips to Cape to watch them. Uh, and then Kansas State will be otherworldly as well. Cannot wait for that. As time goes on, we'll be sure to keep updating people in regards to uh, those games as we've talked about. So uh, as we as we mentioned, the two big commits, those have been big reasons why. There, there have been enough topics to have for a whole almost hour-long pod. But these big commits on both sides of the ball, honestly, is the main dr- drives of these uh, leading or leading the way for these pods. So if we keep banking on it, like if Jalen Carson commits, we'll be sure to get that going as well. So even though we know our running back room, as you mentioned, Robert Jones, uh, that we forgot about that. So we've got a couple more years for all these guys outside of Donovan Spencer. So those, those options are there. So Jalen Carson wants to join his teammates. Feel free. Yeah, to give you an update on commitments, we are up to three for the 2022 class. We are up to Brian Brown, a quarterback slash DB. Do not know what he'll play here. He is from Luther North High School. With the quarterback room. Yeah. So he is headed this way. We have his teammate just committed, Jalen Banks, defensive tackle out of Luther North as well. So he is headed here as well. Then we have the big man in the middle, Jimmy Lansing coming to play tackle for us. So uh, that is an update on the commitments for the 2022 class. Yeah, most guys are coming here, even though we've we talked about the earlier the uh, other team, other schools that are in on them, that they want to help keep building what, it is, what this will be have building here. So it's important for us this season to live up the expectations to make sure that those guys definitely made the right choice. So we'll end it with that. Here we are on this ninth episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. As always, my name is Nick Malone. No alerts. Until next time, it won't be uh, won't be long before we talk to you guys again. Until next time, go Dogs.